When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hello and welcome to another episode of the O'League Speaks podcast on the Fans First Sports Network. I'm your host, Dan, coming to you for episode 196. If you want to listen to this episode as well as future episodes, feel free to subscribe on your favorite podcasting platform, whether it is Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or Google Podcasts. You do listen on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. Give us a nice rating and a review. So, special treat for the midweek episode, a lot like when Juventus played Fiorentina a few weeks back, we brought in some outside help. And so with Juventus playing Roma this weekend, we have bringing in more outside help in the form of uh, basically the version of me on Chiesa di Totti, Bren, my friend. Long time no talk. Glad to have you with us. Yeah, thanks for having me. It's, it's been uh, good to be back, though. Well, we're glad to have you. Obviously, uh, don't have uh, too much time to dilly-dally, so we'll get right to it. Uh, I, when I was preparing for this podcast, thinking of bringing you on a few weeks ago, I was looking at the Serie A table and Roma was fourth. And I was a little surprised by that. And then when I looked a few games ago, all of a sudden they were eighth. So I'm guessing this season has been rather interesting for you, hasn't it? I mean, interesting in terms of the results (laughs) being all over the map. Not interesting in terms of enjoying watching them play. It's not the most exciting football I've ever seen. But yeah, it's just week to week. It's just like a, a daily fight of, are we going to be close to fourth? Are we in fourth? Are we going to be just outside of it? Are we going to fall further behind? So just every week, this is like everything. It's our sort of a reason for living, I guess. It's the only thing we can really talk about because the future of the club depends so heavily on getting that money. So it's hard not to focus on it, but you have to remind yourself that it's uh, we're not even officially at the halfway point yet. Obviously, you don't want to fall too far behind, but it just feels like we're so fixated on that it kind of warps your sense of everything else. Like you're, when things go great, it's like, oh, we're not going to be fourth, but maybe we'll get up to second. And if you do poor, then it's like, oh, we're down to like 10th. We're going to get relegated. So there's no in between when it comes to this particular Roma side. Um, so in that respect, it is interesting. So I guess in that case, now we're a couple of days out from it. Are you still basking in the glory of beating the defending champions? <laughs> Uh, yeah, I mean, it's, it's the time of year is a little bit strange. I mean, uh, the holidays are always sort of warps your sense of time, especially when Christmas falls on a Monday. I mean, <laughs> I, I don't know what day it is. I don't really know what year it is anymore. Yeah. I mean, I, I went into that thinking it's going to be like a drubbing, you know, I thought they were going to lose like four to two or maybe three to one. And then to see them actually win two, nothing. And to see Pellegrini kind of, um, get the monkey off his back, so to speak, 
to at least score a goal and at least actually look like he's happy out there. That was pretty cool. <laughs> I don't have as much animus for Napoli as some other Roma fans do. I think just because they've never been good at the same time, at least recently. So that's it's nothing I, I, I don't hate them, but it's obviously beating them is always nice. Um, so yeah, it was it was a pleasant surprise. You uh, you mentioned the the lost concept of time. Um, I'm blanking out. Is this year three with Jose Mourinho? Uh, yes, it is. How would you kind of describe year three? Is it a lot like year three with Max Allegri, where, uh, as you kind of alluded to, things aren't exactly exciting in terms of the way things are being played. Uh, you know, I, I still think it's his hiring was such a um, a shock to begin with. I still remember I was just at a doctor's appointment and like my phone's like blowing up when my writers is like, Oh God, I'm like the site crash. What's going on here? And I saw it. And I was like, Oh my God, they did what? And so initially I, I talked to, um, I think Dustin, the guy who runs our Spurs blog. And he's like, Oh, you have no idea what you're in for. He's like, it's going to be horrible. It's like the fans are going to like just pick you apart. The people who obsess over him. So yeah, it's definitely year three. I'm sorry. What was the original question? What were the expectations? I, I guess just just how I mean, is it any better? Or is it really? Oh, okay. It, is it really just kind of the way the way the style? You know, obviously, a lot of from our end, a lot of our complaints with Max is that you know things in terms of style of play are just kind of still very much the same as year one. Yeah, uh, I, I I think it's it's pretty much been the same. Um, obviously, the big difference this year is they have Lukaku, and that's really been. A godsend. It's I can't remember. We had that one year where Jekko won the scoring total. Apart from that, Roma has never had like a a big, huge number nine to rely on. So it's been exciting, and I think you obviously you can't draw a causal relationship, but there's certainly a correlation between Mourinho being there and the club being able to sign Dybala and then Lukaku. But I I just think he's Mourinho's hamstrung the same way all Roma managers are because of their finances, and there's only so much you can do with that shoestring budget. And it still, in my opinion, still goes back to when Monchi was there. It's taken such a long time to dig out, dig out the mess he made. So, I think if this is Mourinho's last year, I, I think just like Fonseca before him, you can't really give it a full accounting because there's just going to be this asterisk to it. Like, yeah, he did this, but they literally only spent like seven million dollars on the transfer market in terms of transfer fees. So, in that sense, as much as I, I'm not a Mourinho fan, but I, I can kind of understand why you have to put these caveats uh, into his tenure here. So, the expectations had lined up. The football has been about the same. You know what he's going to do. He's going to they can get a goal early. He's just going to sit back. They're going to play counterattacking football. Can't say it's not effective. Um, it's worked for him, obviously, in different spells of his career. But, you know, I mean, he won that European title. He got to the final of the Europa League. So, I mean, the results are there. And he's getting – this is like a skeptic in me, but he's he's selling out the stadium every single week. And I think at the end of the day, that's really all that's going to matter to the owners because there's people are excited. So, I guess to circle back to the question, yeah, it's, it's about what I expected. The football is about the same. Uh, it's more pragmatic than it is entertaining, but that's what he's about. So I guess I can't really complain about that. Before I get to my next question, I'll say that my one of my most recent doctor's appointments involved the Juventus board resigning last November. Or <laughs> not this past no, last month, but last year, 2022. So I can understand the breaking news when you're at the doctor's office. And then all of a sudden your blood pressure is just off the charts. Yeah, I guess I, you sometimes forget that they're, at least for me on the East Coast, they're six hours ahead of us. And so it's, you know, for us, it's in, you know, in the middle of the morning, you're doing mundane things, but it's not news over there. It also drives me crazy. It doesn't drive me crazy. Sometimes it's really strange. You get these kickoffs that are like 2.45 here. And I think about it, I'm like, wait, this isn't starting until quarter to nine at night. And some of these are on weekdays. So I'm like, man, Europe is so different. Well, I mean, it, it could it could be like uh, how I had it for those Juventus' most recent game, kicking off at 3.30 in the morning where I live. So, you know. I prefer nine thirty to three thirty. 
yeah, that's, <laughs> that's true. just that's me. Point. But uh, I, I guess uh, one more question on the Mourinho front before we get to a couple of players. Obviously, I would assume that Roma's standing in terms of where they're playing next season, European Europe-wise, is kind of the determining factor of whether he stays. Right. I mean, that's a, that's a simple answer. Um, his contract's obviously up in June, and I think if he does sort of will them back into the Champions League after, gosh, I think it's been five years, it'd be kind of tough to say, to rationalize not bringing him back. And he said publicly a couple of weeks ago that he wants to come back. So I, I think it that's really is going to be a Champions League or bust. I mean, if, if they don't, if they miss out, I, I can't see any justification for which they could bring him back because that would be three straight, like, six-year finishes, and that's really no different than what happened before. It's just with more noise, with more pomp, with more circumstance. Um, so I, I do think it is. It's Champions League or bust for Mourinho. You know, he's always just three years and gone, three years and gone, except for that one time at Chelsea. So there's a, a sick part of me who would like to see, like, what would Mourinho look like after four years at one club or five years at one club? What would it be like? You know, has it really changed his stripes? Maybe this this later point in his career, I, I guess we'll see. But um, if they don't make it, I can't imagine he's back. Plus, he always talks about he has these huge offers from Saudi Arabia and things like that. <laughs> Who knows if he'll even come back? Maybe he'll just say, hey, I did you this favor. See ya. Right, right. But who knows? I guess turning the spotlight to a couple players, you've mentioned him already. How has, uh, knowing that he he was fully very much linked to a move with Juventus before being linked with a, ro- a move to Roma, how has uh, Lukaku's season gone as well as the numbers indicate it has? Oh my gosh, it's it's, it's unbelievable. It's, you know, I, when he was with Inter, I only really watched him when they played Roma, because I just, you know, I don't have the time to watch all the other teams as much as I would like to. And he's just, my God, you think he's just such like a big dude. And he just like bodies people up. Like he's like Kendrick Perkins on the football pitch, but. <laughs> Although much more skilled. Yeah, no, he's, that's why, that's what I'm saying. He's, he's much more than Braun. He's really skilled. Like the other day he had a nice run to dribble around a few people. So I think he's, he's just an amazing, amazing player. Certainly one of the best strikers of his generation. And it's, Sometimes it's like it's hard to it's hard to like oh my god he's here because it's still when you follow the team for such a long time for me when I first came into it it was just like Francesco Totti and it was like there's panic trying to find any striker that can get to pair with him there was like trying to get Lucas Podolski and there was a Klaasian Huntelaar and then they had that one brief six month spell of Luca Toni it was awesome it was like this is what it's like when you have a a big, a big guy who can actually score um, so in that respect Lukaku's been as advertised and I I hope they can bring him back because I think he's still even though I think he's 30, you know, he's, he's at the, at the bottom half of his career for sure, but he can still get it done. So I, I, it's amazing. I, I enjoy watching him every week. And it's, it's just a dry room, right? They'll have to, they'll have to negotiate some, something. Yeah. There's, there's some, there's some rumors that they, they might cut a deal. Like we'll send Tammy Abraham back and they'll sell him back to us. But I, I think his release clause is like 38 million pounds or euro, something like that. Too much Roma in this current state. But obviously, he's playing really well. It seems like he's enjoying it. So I, I, there's always scuttlebutt that there's going to be like a handshake deal. They're going to find a workaround. So uh, I wouldn't be shocked if he's back. But I, I, I'd be curious to see what would happen if Mourinho is not there, if he'll still come back. Uh, but they they would definitely be worse off without him because we have no young strikers coming up whatsoever. So looking at another player, how has a name very familiar to us, Paulo Dybala, and he's is he going to play this this weekend, do you think? I have no idea. <laughs> okay, that makes two of us then. I've seen headlines both ways. I Last year, I was just like, I cannot believe he's playing for Roma because he's, A, he's really good, and B, he's just like the, the type of player who, uh, you know, puts asses in the seats, he brings people in. Like when I first started getting into this sport like 20 years or so ago, and I didn't really know much about it, I knew the guys who were fun to watch. And he just reminds you so much of Tati or Del Piero or players like that who are just 
so smooth and so graceful out there. Um, but just the problem with him is just, he's always hurt. And uh, Mourinho was quite frank a couple weeks ago. He just said, he's like, you know, if he wasn't hurt, he wouldn't be playing for us. So this is this is our chance to get him. So you kind of just have to take the good with the bad. You know, you're only going to get him for maybe maybe 60% of the fixtures. So hopefully this will be one because when he's not there, it's the, the difference is palpable. It's like there's just no creativity, no spark at all. It's just it's just nothing. It's, you know. I, I can't even think of another analogy. It's just so bad when he's not yeah. there. But having said that, I, I've seen some things that he's going to be listed as doubtful, I guess, to borrow an American football phrase. Um, I hope he is just from, obviously, from a Roma perspective, also be from pure entertainment just to have him out there and see him go toe-to-toe with his old teammates. Yeah, I mean, it, it's definitely a case of, you know, this this year's visit to, to Turin for Roma isn't obviously getting as much hype as as last year's did, knowing that it's Dybala's first trip back. But I guess looking at it outside of kind of the the household names are there somebody is there somebody that's really kind of jumped off the page for you this season in terms of how they played for Roma? Oh god, yeah. We have uh Daniele De Rossi reincarnated and his name is Eduardo Bove. It's not Leandro Paredes. <laughs> I do like him, but yeah, I, yeah, I was bothered. I yeah, whatever. Jersey numbers are jersey numbers, but uh no Bove, he's like I think he's like 21. He's a Roman kid, which is always uh, a big thing for Roma fans. And when you first saw him, you just thought he's just gonna be this box-to-box guy busting things up. But he's really you can see there's there's gonna be more dynamic play there. You can see he's gonna be kind of become a complete midfielder. He's not gonna be, you know, a playmaker or anything but like, like that, but he's gonna be like Durassi. He's gonna be kind of like maybe Michael Essien or or Marquisio back then, just kind of doing a little bit of everything, but really fast, really strong, really tenacious. Um, Mourinho calls him the sick dog. The sick dog. So maybe he's a bit like a Tuso, not snarling, but sick. <laughs> uh, so keep an eye on him because he's one of our up and comers. And actually, he catches a lot of hell from Roma fans from time to time. But Brian Cristante has been fantastic this year. I think at least, at least a week or so ago, he played every single minute this year. And he's just like kind of, he always reminds me of like, um, you and I probably might know this, like like the 1990s NBA, like the tweeners. Yes. But now in the NBA, there's no positions. Everyone just shoots threes. <laughs> but the tweeters, the guys who weren't quite guards, weren't quite forwards. Like they could pass, they could do a little rebound, they could do a little bit of shooting. But they couldn't do one thing specifically super well, and that's Cristante. Uh, but he's a really good passer. He does a lot of things great, and he's just kind of the engine there. So he, you know, you're not going to notice him. He's not going to do anything flashy, but he's played really, really well for us this year. So I, I, I'm happy with that because I've always, you know, supported him. Let's see who else? So we said Bova, we said Cristante, Evan Indica, our new, our new. Uh, Signing from, I think it's from Eintracht Frankfurt. Took a while to come in, but he's playing really well. And then he's going to leave in a week for <laughs> AFCON. So that's that's just Roma for you. Yeah, and obviously Nikola Zaleski, uh, still a young player, fun to watch. El Shirawi still doing El Shirawi things. But if you're looking for one player who your fans may not be, may not have heard of, I would ha- have them focus on Bove, who wears number 52 for some reason. Yeah, his, his, uh, you got some interesting kit numbers on this season's team, I got to admit. Yeah, and Z- Zalewski or Zalewski uh, is 59. I don't know why they don't change him. Maybe they're trying to, to forge their own identity, but it just it looks weird. It looks very weird. Got a crew of linebackers coming out on the field or something. <laughs> Looking at this this weekend's matchup, obviously uh, two managers who very much play a different style of ball than the rest of the league. So uh, how much are you looking forward to Mourinho ball against Allegri ball? Wow, I never thought of it like that. You're right. <laughs> Gosh. I mean, this could be zero to zero. This could be the most boring thing we've ever seen. Um, yeah, I guess they are both a bit of an anachronism, aren't they? Gosh. I, it, it's funny just from a league-wide perspective, kind of how even from Max's first spell, you know, things were starting to get more on the progressive front. But now you look at it and there really are kind of only two real of the old dogs left in terms of how they're playing and 
uh, especially the big clubs, right? Yeah, I think you know we're talking about. I think I mean it could come down to Lukaku if it's just a slow physical match. I mean he's one of the biggest guys in the league, so I, I think that might give Roman advantage. But it's on the road. Roman never does well in Island Stadium, so. I don't know. It could be zero zero. It could be one nil. It's not going to be a high scoring affair, that's for sure. But I, I think it'll there'll be intense, like it always is. Um, maybe we'll finish with twenty two people, and maybe we won't. <laughs> Who knows? But it's not going to be a goal fest, that's for sure. So you're saying take the under? <laughs> yes, take the under on goals. Maybe over on cards. <laughs> over on cards. Yeah, that's a good one. Uh, before we get you out of here, because we're getting uh, close to time here, do you want to talk your shit about the Roma women? Oh my God. <laughs> I, yeah. everything I say about Reno, they're the opposite. They're so much fun to watch, and I just cannot believe how good they are. I think there's a chance they could go undefeated. I don't want to jinx it, but you just think I think every football fan likes to think they like to play football manager, like to play armchair GM. How would you build your team? And since they only came into existence in 2018, you've gotten to see how it's gum up piece from piece. I think the first year out of the 23 or 24 players in the roster, I, I would just I'm not guessing it's maybe 18 were Italian. I think. I counted 10 or 11 were actually Roman. So they're really just pulling people off from the local streets. And it was just year by year, they're becoming more cosmopolitan, bringing in more players from abroad. And now it's just like, you have the league MVP, you have two of the best, three of the best under 23 players, you have Giuliano. So it's really just the perfect team. I think the way it's gone from concept to now dominating things, it's just been unreal. So it's, I have so much fun watching them. They're kind of like the, uh, the aperitif for me when Roma's men's team is sort of dull and dry. Pretty good progression for year six of the football manager save. Yeah, I, I guess I'm. It kind of sucks because it's just like Roman Juve just going to be kind of held back by the league on its own because it's so far down the pecking order. So it's like when they get into Europe, it's like, what can you really expect? Yeah. Can you really attract top talent from abroad? You're just going to get these players who are maybe 30 looking just for one last taste of European glory. So I, I hope uh, at some point or the next decade or so, maybe the league can itself can boost it up because, I mean, it has studies have shown literally. If you invest in women's football, people come, you turn a profit. So that excuse doesn't hold water. So I just, there's so much fun to watch. I just, it's just, I love it. So that's the joy of my weekend every week. <laughs> the joy of <laughs> football wise. <laughs> I had a really good pizza today. That was good. It's not a weekend though. Look at that. That's a good way to kick off your week off from work, isn't it? <laughs> that's what I'm saying. It's what is today's Tuesday? Yeah. I didn't know that. I thought it was Saturday. It feels like a Sunday too. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, you, we, we're helping you out indirectly, no matter no matter what. Well, I when we had Tito on a few weeks back, we asked for we asked him for a prediction. So I guess we'll ask you for a prediction. Although you've kind of already alluded to one, I guess. Uh, you know, I, I think it's going to be. I'm going to go with a draw. I'm going to say, I'm going to say two two. I think so we're going to see some second half goals. So all all of this talk about picking I, the yeah, under, just, and then you go two yeah. two. I just, yeah, I just think something's going to happen crazy in the second half. Who knows? You have, uh, you've been inspired by one Sergio Romero, our resident podcast agent of chaos, <laughs> who uh, talks all about this. And then it's like, eh, well, by the way, I'll just, I'll zig when every, everybody's expecting. Me you to just never know. Like you know, the ball hits some scores off someone's back or, you know, yeah. Plus we just refs. You have no idea what's going to happen with the VAR or things like that. I know. No, I didn't mean it like that. I saw the face. No, 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 no. I meant that generally just as a state of Italian No, I knew, I knew exactly what you mean because <laughs> the Serie A refs suck. They're not good at their job. And and that's why whenever I say somebody says uh, Juventus gets favored by the refs, I'm like, no, they're just terrible at their job. Look at the entire league. Yeah, I mean, they're not, they as, they're not as bad as the Philadelphia Eagles, but... Uh, you know. uh, yeah, I, I guess my, 
pragmatically, I, I think it should be zero zero, but I can kind of, I could, I could see a, a, a wacky like 15 minute finish to the main game where there's like two or three goals. Who knows? So, so basically, uh, two, two draws my official prediction. You've got two predictions on each one prediction on each shoulder. One is saying nothing, nothing when, you know, conservative and the other one's saying go wild, go crazy too. And there's also the fact that I, I can't write about anymore. Mourinho park the bus one run zero, zero draws. I just can't do it anymore. I need something. Something to sink my teeth into. Now you're channeling Sam you saying he can't write about Max Allegri anymore. So you know, hey, it's yeah, it's yeah. I need I need something meat. Give me some meat in the bone, Mourinho, please. Next thing you know, you're going to be dropping Dutch terms like Chuck's did on Monday's episode, and you know, <laughs> we'll, we're, you're going to get the whole crew here. So I have to brush up on that. <laughs> All right, Brent. Well, we appreciate you stopping by. Uh, plug anything that you want to plug, seeing as that I believe Cross the Romaverse is technically a sister podcast of ours. That's true. We're also on the, was it fans first? (laughs) (laughs) That uh, that is a hint that Brent is not part of the podcast. (laughs) I do the, I do the behind the scenes stuff that I, Steve and Jimmy, our podcast extraordinaires are actually recording right now too. Uh, I, you know, I used to, but it's like, I, I run the Twitter account during the matches. I write the recaps. Once that I'm just fried, I can't talk about it anymore, (laughs) but they, that's their thing. So they let them do it. I do the producing. There you go. Yes. Fans first sports network for across the room. Yep, so look that up there, and if you have uh, any of your fans are interested in the Roma side, just cruise on over to our site. We have stuff up pretty much every day. And that site is? com. That's right. For now, until they take us away. <laughs> One day it will be Chiesa de Chiesa for us, and we'll just mooch off of, off of your stuff. No. Yeah. <laughs> I'm kidding, I'm kidding, I'm kidding. We already got one Chiesa. We don't need multiple ones. All right, Bren. Well, we appreciate it as always. I will wrap it up with the usual spiel here. By you can follow us on Twitter at Juventus Nation. Follow Bren on the Ro- the Chiesa di Toti Twitter account where he was earlier tweeting about Roma sport possible Roma sporting directors who look like male models. So there, that's basically where you can uh, what you can expect from Bren, I guess, right? Anyways, follow us there. Follow the Fans First Sports Network at FansFirstSN, FansFirstSports.com for our podcast across the Romaverse and all the other podcasts on the network. How about that for a plug? Follow us on your favorite podcasting platform, whether it's Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or Google Podcasts. If you do listen on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, give us a nice five-star rating and review. Always appreciate it. So for Bren, for Sam, for Chucks, for Sergio, and producer Couch, this is Danny saying thank you very much for listening, and we'll talk to you guys next week. <laughs>